monster. Ooh, monster money. The new scratch-off in the pencil.
Well, good morning. We thank you for tuning in this morning to Answers for the Paranormal. My name is Bill Posey, and I'm the host of the broadcast. On the line with me is my co-host, Joe Marodi. Hey, good morning, Joe. Merry Christmas. Good morning, brother. Merry Christmas to you and to your family and to all our listeners on this blessed morning. Yeah, it really is, Joe. And, um, you know, I was thinking this morning, I, before we went on, I was telling you that uh, I was uh, awakened a little bit earlier than I, I wanted to. I actually yeah. needed a little more sleep. But um, just to, to do this, Joe, for what is it now, 11 years? Um, 12, 12, 12 years, I 12 believe. years? Yeah. Okay, so for 12 years, uh, the Lord has blessed us with the opportunity to come on and to um, to just celebrate the uh, remembering the birth of Jesus Christ and why he was brought into this world, and just to share some of uh, our Christmas thoughts and experiences and uh, and to share from the Word of God. Uh, what has taken place, and um, what we have to look forward to. So thank you, Joe, and um, I really Amen. enjoy being able to do this. Yeah, it really has been a blessing all these years, Bill. And, and you, you know, as well as those who listen to us, how hard it is, has been to keep a regular uh, schedule as far as producing programs but this is this is one that we we've been able to do for uh 12 years now again uh <clears throat> and you know all thanks to the lord uh for giving us this opportunity and and uh and waking us at the proper time each uh, december 25th so none, neither one of us has overslept on christmas morning for 12 years <laughs> <laughs> No, that's uh, hey, and that's pretty good. Um, that you know that we've uh, we've allowed the spirit to uh, to be able to work even when we're tired and actually need the sleep. Yeah, uh, but again, it is it is a tremendous blessing, and uh, I don't know how many people are listening to us live, but there may be some people out there, and you never know, Bill, who's made perhaps alone on this Christmas morning and. Uh, prayerfully and hopefully we are providing some company for them at least for an hour or so on Christmas morning. So we trust the Lord uh, uses this time to uh, to many people's benefit and to his glory. Amen. Well, Joe, um, just uh, thinking a little bit, so, uh, just wondering how, how your Christmas Eve went last night. Um, maybe you could share a little bit about what you traditionally do on on christmas eve well traditionally we have been up until last year uh, spending christmas eve at my wife's sister's house uh in a nearby town um but because of all of the things that are going on obviously uh with this um hysteria that's out there uh we've reduced it in size uh now we get together with um, family still, but much smaller, uh, and uh, with uh, my wife's brother, uh, who lives closer. So uh, that's been that's been good for the last couple of years. It's been fun 
it's been cozy and uh, it's just nice getting to see uh, people like my two daughters and their one of them is their fiance the other one is a boyfriend just mm -hmm. to get to know each other uh, in a casual setting in a relaxed setting and um, uh, sharing a meal together and and then uh, last night I think we did it last year too um, my my nephew uh, Chris uh, is very big into karaoke so <laughs> we uh, he brings down the karaoke machine and we have we have a lot of fun with that we did some some Christmas songs last night uh, as well as some non-Christmas songs so um, it was a very very good night and I, I really enjoy myself and I and I know that everybody that goes enjoys themselves again it's it's less hectic than what it used to be the, the crowd used to be much bigger and um, it's just that my preference is for a smaller gathering yeah so the last couple of years as much as people have had to go through there are some some silver linings in all of this and uh, one of them is uh, for one thing it's a lot closer the other thing again it's a little more intimate uh, so that's been good yeah that's very great. good very good night wonderful and um my evening last night uh we we started out with a an early evening christmas eve service that uh that we attended with family and um and then we gathered together over at uh susan's sister's home and um there were a lot of kids <laughs> yeah um a lot of kids but you know it, it is kind of fun to see um kids faces sure um yeah. the joy of uh mm -hmm. of the christmas season um this year sadly we had a little tragedy hit our family as well and um mm -hmm. So it was it was kind of dealing with both of those, Joe. Um, yeah. Overwhelming joy, and then um, seeing sadness um, because a loved one couldn't be here for for Christmas this year, and um, it kind of brings into um, you know into focus how important it is um, to to have a close family unit to where people can lean on one another in times of, uh, in times of tragedy. Um, yes. and then in, in times of happiness, just being together and, uh, enjoying one another. And, um, and I think that that's one of the, the great things about Christmas is that yeah. you do get those, you do get the family unit together to where, right. um, you know, maybe the other 360 some days of the year, you don't, you don't get that. Yes. Uh, so, you know, again, it was, it, it was a good night. Um, but dealing with, um, with mourning at the same time is really tough. And, yes, um, sure. so even, even this morning, um, uh, uh I'm lifting up uh, prayers for, uh, for healing yes. for, um, Susan's sister and, uh, and her family. So, um, 
it's uh it's tough but it is you know what god is able to comfort he's able to bring peace and he's able to put together brokenness and yeah. that's what he's done for <laughs> over 2000 years now joe that's right that's right yes he is the god of comfort he is the god of comfort and uh, I, I think you make a good point bill about family getting together and you know uh as you said um, not having much of an opportunity for many different reasons we're not being able to get together the rest of the year but on this one night perhaps um of the year that family does get together and just reaffirms that you know if you need me i'm there for you and right um it's it's a good time to just reestablish uh, and reassure everyone that we are family and Amen. Um, it's so important. Yeah, it is really important. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, uh, your uh, Susan's sister knows that she is uh, being prayed for, for comfort and that she's able to, as you said, they'll lean on her family for in a time of loss, in a time of sorrow. Um, so that's that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. All right, Joe. Um, I'm going to play another uh, carol <laughs> right now, and then um, we'll have a little icebreaker session. Um, Sounds good. After this, so this is uh, "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." So, if you really want to get fit after fifty, what's the first thing to do? Stop.
That was O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. All right, Joe, um, why don't we get into uh, a little icebreaker session here before we get into the message. Okay. All right, so um, I heard this question posed last night um, at the uh, at the service that I attended, and first I thought it was kind of dumb to ask such a question, but then I kind of pondered it for a little bit, and I was like, eh, you know what, it's not, not a bad question um, to kind of get to where people are, you know? Yeah. So um, the, uh, the speaker asked this question, and I'm going to ask it of you, Joe. Um, if you were to give a gift to God, what would it be? A physical gift? It could be physical. It could be um, even ethereal type gift, I guess. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's a tough one, Bill. <laughs> gift to God. Um, wait. Joe, I had the same reaction that you that you're having right now. sound real pious and say <laughs> I offer you my life uh-huh that's a gift um, but I think that's kind of a little too easy almost like a cop-out um, uh, wait that's a stump we've been doing this for a lot of years but I, I, when you when we ask icebreaker questions I I have something on the top of my head right away yeah this one. Uh, I, I didn't mean to do that to you, Joe. I apologize. I, I didn't mean to do that to you. I apologize. No, 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 that's, that's, I like being stumped. I, I do. I really do. How about if I ask you mine and then we'll try to, we'll circle back. Uh, okay. I like that circle back. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle, circle back. Um, see if I can come up with something. Okay. Um, here's my question to you. Um, if you could spend a Christmas Eve and a Christmas Day anywhere on earth that isn't Bethlehem in Israel, mm. where would it be? And why, obviously. Okay. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. um, because actually, um, I've had these discussions with my wife uh, on a few occasions. Yeah. Um, because I would like to do something like that someday, but it's the family type of, uh, obligations that I think get in the way of, of doing such a thing. Yeah. But, but if I could, Joe, yeah. I would like to get, um, you know, an Airbnb or VRBO, whatever, whichever, um, rent a place up in the Pocono mountains and hopefully I have some snow mm -hmm. um, and just enjoy Christmas with just my immediate family. In other words, you know, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, have them all there, um, ha have a, a huge place to where, you know, <laughs> you can pretty much 
be in any room in the in, in the house and um and not be uh encumbered you know um but really just to get away because i think that um in the in in the busyness of the christmas season joe you yeah you know like we were describing earlier you do get together with family and, and stuff like that but um it it's it's busy and it's um you know, it's almost, um, I know in the past there's been times where I haven't really enjoyed it because of all the rushing around and things like that. Um, but if I could, that would be it, Joe. I would, I would get a house up in the Poconos, um, hopefully with, you know, trees and everything around. And, you know, we would get out there and decorate trees around the house and it, it would just be, um, something different to celebrate Christmas and something that I think that we would always remember because you couldn't do that all the time, but just to do it for one time, I, uh-huh. I, I think would be really special. Yeah. I think you and I have talked about that before, Bill. Yeah. Um, I, I love your answer and I'll tell you what, brother, one of these Christmases, <laughs> I don't know how many more we have left. Yeah. You know, we're, not, we're not getting any younger. No, that's for sure. I'll tell you, one of these Christmases, if not the immediate family, it mm-hmm. would be just you and your wife, uh-huh. me, and my, me and my wife. Ooh. At Poconos, Adirondacks, somewhere, yeah. as you said, somewhere with hopefully snow and and where Christmas Eve and Christmas Day would just be a time spent in reflection and Thanksgiving yeah. and peace, and everything would be slow. There would be no expectations, reading scripture, sharing memories. Oh, man. A, you know, a, a fire going. Yep. You know, share a meal, a couple good meals together maybe take a walk on Christmas morning out in the, the brisk air. Yep. How's that sound? Oh, yeah. from, brother, from your, do that at one of these Christmases. From, from your mouth to God's ear, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lord provide that for us. If, if, yeah. you know, uh, that would be, that would be something, Joe, that I think that, um, you know, as you say, we don't have a lot of them left that I would be able to take with me and um, in, in my last few times um, of actually being on this side of eternity yeah. uh, and have it just bring a smile to my face. Exactly, yeah. Now, you want to hear my spot? Yes. My spot is, it, it's basically the same theme, but I'm going a little higher up Ooh. than you at the Poconos or... You know, people who have been around in Mir- – well, you were in Alaska, Bill. So yeah. As much as we love the Poconos, it's like – Yeah, they're bunny hills. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're bunny hills, right? <laughs> I've been going to the Poconos since the 60s, and I, I'll always have that love for that area yeah. for a lot of different reasons. But you know what my area – my place would be, Bill? I can't Zur- wait to hear it. Z- Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, wow. Now, Now – you know, uh, 
the the Christmas hymn, Go Tell It on a Mountain. It's not mm-hmm. one of my favorites, but, I, you know, I, I get the, the imagery of just someone shouting out the birth, the mm-hmm. announcement of the birth of Jesus Christ up on a mountain, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the voice bellowing out and ringing out, and everyone would hear it. So that's where I would I would love to spend um, a Christmas Eve and a Christmas Day in a in a setting where you look around and there's mountains and the peaks of those mountains are covered with snow and and you any road you go down is just lined with beautiful evergreen trees and it's just like a picture of heaven to me. It just yeah, it's, it's, you can't turn your head without seeing breathtaking scenery oh. and and smelling fresh sweet cool air oh man you know taking deep breaths and just going for a, a walk strolling through like maybe a a path that cuts through the woods yeah just um rejoicing in, in nature in god's creation mm. you know his majestic the work of his hands so that that would be that would be my answer. Zurich, Switzerland. Wow. Yeah. My, my my daughter had an opportunity to for work, spend some time in Switzerland, and she she sent some pictures, and it really is breathtaking. Um, as it, as I said earlier, you were in Alaska. I I imagine that is breathtaking as well. So yes. That, that would be definitely one of my place would be Zurich, Switzerland, and and I came up actually with an answer for your question, Bill. Okay, great. Let's uh, let's circle back then. Yeah, let's circle back. <laughs> so my gift would be something that I would make with my own hands. Uh, mm. Being a carpenter, I love to create, and and being someone who's who's always been very creative all my life, I would like to make a plaque that would have. You know, it's hard to say what your favorite scripture is, but definitely one of my, if there's a Mount Rushmore of favorite scriptures, yeah. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. I would engrave that on a nice piece of hickory or something, some yeah. exotic wood. And, and, and engrave because I have an engraver that I can write things in wood oh. and I would and I would shellac that and, and the words would stand out uh, maybe in red because of, you know the blood that, that yeah. Jesus poured out in red uh, so I would give that to him yeah well that's thank an for, that's an awesome answer thanks thank you Lord for bringing it to my mind uh, <laughs> It just popped into my head. Something to make. What would I make him? That would be it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Joe, like uh, like you, I was kind of stumped. Um, and I kept thinking, like, what? I mean, of course, there's nothing that we could give him that, that he would be um, needful of. Um, right. So what would what would it be? And you know, as I was uh, getting up this morning and just thinking about what I was going to speak about and everything, and I was like, you know what? I think the only gift that I would be able to 
to actually give would be to just um, preach the gospel. Wow. Because, I mean, really think about it. Um, the gift that we've been given, and that's what we're celebrating on Christmas, is, is the gift of, um, of his own son who took on flesh, came into the world, um, lived a life that um, shown the glory of God in everything that he did, um, healed the sick, uh, gave the blind their sight, raised the dead, drove out demons. I mean, that, that's the, the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. And then to set his face upon Jerusalem and go to the cross and die the death that, um, that we all deserve to die and shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins for mankind. Um, and that is the greatest gift ever. Um, yes. So what gift in return? It, it would be to, to just speak that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's, it's the gospel that um, changes lives. It's, uh, it's the gospel that's the only hope for mankind. And um, so in that, in, in that small way, we're returning what God has given to us in, um, in his son. So, um, you know, as, as feeble an attempt of, <laughs> to, um, to give a gift to, to the creator, um, of the universe. Um, that would be the only thing that I, that I was able to think of Joe. Cause mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not good with my hands, so there's nothing I could make. Um, you know, uh, I'm not the smartest person, so there's nothing that I could dream up <laughs> that, uh, would impress God. So, um, that was kind of it. Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I don't think the list is too long for really really good answers that and that that is one of them definitely one of them that's a, that's a really good answer yeah well that's um that's the kind of um god that um that we serve joe uh, i think uh, amen bill and i think uh both of our answers are, are pretty close yeah. to being the same they pretty are close. they really are yeah yeah How about that that is a good one. I think it would bless his heart. It would. I mean, God, God is has his heart blessed by his servants. Yes. I mean, we we can please God. Yeah. Um, so I think that would definitely be one way to bless his heart. Yeah, man. All right, Joe. Um, okay. I'm going to play um, "Hark the Herald Angels Sing," and okay. um, and then we'll get into our message for today. So, um, I need to apologize again in advance here, um, for the, uh, YouTube commercials. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Gus, the, the groundhog? Yeah. Hearing yeah. Yeah. We, we heard from Gus and then we and heard from, lottery, yeah. yeah. And we heard from some guy on a Pelotron, but, um, I'm not sure, <laughs> not sure who we're going to get this time, but this is, uh, this is Hark the Herald Angels sing. 
That was Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Joe, um, can you uh, lead us in a moment of prayer here before we uh, get into the ministering of God's Word? Certainly. Father in heaven, thank you for this wonderful morning. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Thank you for mm. providing for us, Lord. Thank you for having all of our needs met in this life lord you give us food to eat you give yes. us homes to live in you give us work mm. you give us family and friends yes you give us times of recreation and refreshment you give our lives meaning father but above all of these things you give us eternal life yeah. you give us the gift of eternal life the gift of your son 
you sent him into the world to save sinners, Lord. And yes. As the scriptures say, we've all sinned and fallen short of your glory, mm. fallen short of the perfect mark that you require. None of us could have met that mark, Father. Mm. And you know this. And that's why you sent your son into the world. That's why we celebrate this day, the day of his coming into the into this world of darkness. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for sending the light of the world, Jesus Christ, into this world so that we would no longer have to live in darkness, but mm. we would have the light of his life living in us. Thank you for this blessed time, Father. Yes. For making us new creations, for giving us hope in a hopeless world. Father, we pray now as the message goes forth from your servant that you would anoint it with great power and it would touch the hearts of those, Father, who are hurting and perhaps, Father, for those who have yet to come to the Savior for life, that this might be the time that they do come to him yes. to receive the life that he offers to all of the world because he died not only for our sins but for the sins of the whole world. So, Father, use this time this morning, on this wonderful, blessed morning, to our good and to your glory. Amen. And we'll ask these things in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe. All right. Um, our scripture passage uh, this morning is going to be taken from the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, and uh, Joe's going to read from God's word for us right now. Joe, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. Okay. Thanks, Bill. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them but mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told the gospel of our lord mm. thanks joe so we have here the uh, the narrative of uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, and um, we heard "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" and Joe reading the account of 
how those angels appeared to the shepherds out in the field. Um, Joe, I want you to uh, take a moment and think back to um, the day of the birth of your firstborn, Nicole. Um, and I know for for us and and our thoughts, um, you know, we have to go way back. But uh, yeah, um, think back to that time, Joe, and uh, think back to the people that, of course, you wanted to tell. Um, who who were some of those people? Um, my friends, I believe my parents and um, mm-hmm. my wife's parents were there. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I think we had to call. We had to call uh, our parents and tell them they were the first. Oh, well, I did because my wife was still in, you know post-labor, post-birth. And then I I, I called my my closest friends. Mm. Uh, I I think it was a very small circle of people. Um, But, uh, yeah, those would be the probably about five to ten people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you you think about um, a birth and a special birth. And, of course, our firstborns, um, are special because it's the first, right? Yes. Um, and we wanted to tell everybody around us, the closest to us, um, about that birth and how joyful it was for me, and I'm sure it was for for you as well. Oh, oh yes. Um, and it's interesting that in this passage of scripture that we read. Um, it's the shepherds that are out in the field that God makes the birth announcement to. And if you think about that for a moment, it's like when Nicole was born, Joe, I'm sure you didn't leave um, an announcement like for the garbage man or, you know, the, the post post um, mailman, (laughs) the guy who's coming by to deliver. Like those people are, you know, they're, they're important for what they do, but they're not close to you. They're not right. someone who uh, you would naturally think about. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it always kind of amazed me that God would use this way to announce the birth of his son mm. into the world, that he would go to lowly shepherds, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and just for a moment, like when you think about the shepherds and who they were, they they had a job, Joe, that was kind of twenty four seven, right? Mm-hmm. They they had to be with the sheep, uh, watching over them. Um, I would imagine that they were outcasts, um, and probably thought very lowly of by. Um, the religious people of the uh, of Israel at that time, right? Because um, if you think about it, Joe, how, how would they be able to go and worship at the temple, right? Mm-hmm. If, if they had to be in the fields with the with the, with their flocks, um, so there wasn't a way for them really to to meet with God 
uh, as all of Israel was doing, there wasn't a way for them really to um, to be able to keep the Sabbath, right? Mm -hmm. um, they had to work. Uh, right. They were they were out in the fields, um, tending to the to the sheep. Um, they were kind of alienated, weren't they, Joe? Alienated from the community of Israel, alienated from their own families, I'm sure, uh, if, if they even had a family, uh, right. because their job was the job of um, being a keeper of the sheep. Um, and then you think about uh, Israel at the time uh, being under occupation um you know they weren't they weren't really part of uh of a people who would have been opposed to uh the government at the time um, right because it probably didn't really have any kind of effect on them right uh, no real um everyday um every everyday thought pattern into their minds so we have these shepherds out in the field. God announces the birth of um, of Christ to them. And what's their reaction, Joe? They're terrified. They're terrified because they've never seen anything like that. Um, and no one else would um, because it's the only time that this happened throughout history. But... Um, when when you think about their reaction to the actual announcement, um, being terrified as they were, they were still able to take in what was being told to them, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. because, because what's the passage tell us? That, that they go, and this is the amazing part to me, Joe, they leave the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> right? They go into the town of Bethlehem and they tell about what happened. Mm -hmm. Right? And then it says, you know, that, that they return praising God. I mean, imagine going, going into that stable and seeing the birth of the Son of God. They probably hadn't witnessed many births except birth of sheep, right? Um, so here they are and it has such an impact on them, what has taken place here. Mm -hmm. And they become the first evangelists, Joe. <laughs> That's right. Amazing that God uses the lowly, um, he, he didn't appear to Herod. He didn't yeah. appear to the religious leaders, the Pharisees, or anyone to announce that, you know, the Savior had been born. Um, yes, you know, right. I guess most people would think, well, if you want to get that message out there that the, the, the Savior of the world is here, that you would uh, make it known so that more people would know, right? Like, um, you know, appear to Caesar so that Caesar can make a proclamation. No, that's not what happened. These lowly shepherds who are 
are alienated from um, from the Israel community. And you know, Joe, it, it, it kind of is a picture of um, who we are or who we were prior to coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And um, Paul writes about this in Colossians chapter 1. He says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior... But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. And this is the gospel that you heard that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. So yeah, this is uh this is what God does. This is how God works in bringing about salvation. Mm-hmm. That first morning he announces to those alienated that the savior is here to to those who have not placed faith in Jesus Christ who are alienated, he he appears again through his word mm-hmm. and through the preaching of his word as is being done this morning. That's right. That we were alienated from God, enemies of him. Think about that for a moment. God's enemy. Yeah, that's right. And that's where we were. And friend, maybe that's where you are this morning. You are still alienated from God. You are still at enmity with him. But it goes on to say that we've now been reconciled by Christ's physical body. So that's why you have Christmas. That's why we celebrate what we did today. God taking on flesh and coming into this world. We were reconciled by Christ's physical body. Jesus was born, take, took on flesh so that he could reconcile mankind to himself in his physical body. And yes. we were reconciled through his death to present us holy in the sight of God. See, friend, if, if you haven't been reconciled to God through Christ's physical body, by the shedding of his blood on the cross, you are still at enmity with God. You are still alienated from him, separated because of your sin. And it's because of our sin that we're not able to have communion with God. We can't fellowship with him as long as there is sin in our lives Mm -hmm. and until you come to that place where you recognize that you are at enmity with god you are still his enemy because of sin and the only answer for that is the physical body of christ and his blood 
shed on the cross in your behalf, you remain at enmity with God. And so, friends, um, this Christmas morning, as uh, as you wake up and um, the rest of the world is celebrating gift-giving and music and food and all those great things that are a part of Christmas, but yet you have not that relationship with God through Jesus Christ, ponder these things as yes. Mary pondered the the things that happened in her heart, ponder in your own heart what we talk about here this morning and have the Spirit of God wake you, move you yes. into making that decision, the most important decision that you would ever make in your life that decision to place your faith in what Jesus did on the cross. You know, we talked about the sheep, and Jesus is known as the perfect Lamb of God, without sin, without blemish, who took away the sin of the world. And as Joe prayed in his prayer, dying not only for our sins, for those who have already placed their faith in him, but for the sins of the whole world. Jesus shed his blood on the cross for the sin of every man and every woman ever born. And friend, the only way that those sins of yours will remain on Jesus is if you place your faith in him. Yes. And if you reject so great a gift, then your sin remains on you. Mm. And friend, you do not want to go into eternity and have to pay the penalty for your sin because mm. Jesus has already paid that penalty. Yes, amen. So Joe, if um, you can wrap up here with uh, a word of prayer and an invitation and then um, we'll wrap up this Christmas morning. Father, thank you for the preaching of the word of God that went out from your servant's lips this morning. And we pray, Father, for your word to pierce hearts this morning mm. to bring those who perhaps have an outward appearance of godliness, but inward they are dead. Yes. Father, don't let them be deceived any longer by the things that are in this world, false preaching, false teaching, a righteousness that doesn't come from you, but comes from the world. Any complacency that is in the heart of anyone listening this morning, Lord, who would think that they are in a right standing with you, but are not. As Bill preached this morning, Lord, I just, we pray that the word of God, that the gift sacrifice for sin, the only acceptable sacrifice 
that makes us right for you, that reconciles us, that brings us into a right relationship. Lord, that you would bring many to that point this morning. So, Father, we thank you again for for this time mm. and the opportunity to preach the gift, the gift of life. And as Bill said, Lord, we will spend a lot of time, the world will spend a lot of time in the giving and receiving of gifts, and partaking of meals, and family gatherings, and a lot of the festivities that are very good things, Lord. Mm. But we, we pray, Father, that the, the greatest gift of all, the gift of Jesus Christ, the unspeakable gift of eternal life, is received by many this morning. So, Lord, so I would pray, dear friend, you've heard the good, the good news this morning. You heard that your sins have been paid for by Jesus Christ. He went to the cross and suffered a horrific death mm. on the cross. He died in our place. You've heard the good news this morning. Friends, no one can compel you to place your faith in Jesus Christ. But think about it. Think about what you've heard this morning. And the fact that there is no other way to get into heaven other than through the door that is Jesus Christ. So we implore you this morning that you would place your faith in him. Amen. And you would receive the precious gift of eternal life. And having done so, you will never have to worry about losing it. No one can pluck us out of the Father's hands. Your, our lives are hidden in Christ. So for the greatest peace and joy that you will ever know, that no man, no spirit, no force can take away from you, come to the Savior this morning. Believe and be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. And thank you, folks, for tuning in to Answers for the Paranormal and our Christmas 2021 special. And uh, Lord willing, Joe, we'll be back in 2022. And uh, unless Jesus comes and takes us on to himself, then um, we hope to be back here next Christmas morning and... Uh, Sharing again from uh, from our hearts and from our lips the uh, the good news of uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, Amen. And so, brother, I want to thank you again. Um, hope you have a great day with uh, with your family, and um, hope that this is a, a Christmas that you're all blessed by. And continued good health with everyone, Joe, and. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll get together soon, and um, hopefully we'll yes. get back on the air in uh, 22 here and, uh, and be able to, uh, again, share the good news of Christ. Amen. Thank you for 
the word this morning, brother, and uh, blessings to you and your family as well. Uh, day of peace and joy for all of us. Amen. And, uh, thank you, brother. You're welcome. And um, folks, again, thanks for uh, being a part of our Christmas morning here. And uh, we hope to catch you next time on Answers for the Paranormal. Have a great day, Joe. And to you as well and to all of our wonderful listeners. Amen. Thank you.